Hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings, number 499. I hope you all had a great week out there and enjoyed our last show. We got a great one for you today, so don't go anywhere. I got an interview coming up that you're going to really enjoy. So stay right where you are. First, let's cover some news, some sad news coming across the wires right now as we start the podcast. Tim McCarver, the great uh, catcher, two-time world champion, uh, catcher with the St. Louis Cardinals, the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, and announcer with the Mets and the Yankees and the Cardinals has passed away at the age of 81 uh, McCarver, of course, uh, was here with the Mets for many years and with the Yankees and then went on uh, to and was with Fox for uh, many years, teaming up with Joe Buck. He called 13, I think it was, World Series and um, Hall of Famer. Uh, and now he has left us passing away at the age of 81. Our condolences go out to his family and friends. Uh, one guy we're still going to have around is uh, Keith Hernandez. He has signed, according to reports, a three-year contract with SMY. I believe last week we reported that he was in negotiations with them. Well, he has since settled those negotiations and signed a contract so he will stay in the booth as part of the longest-tended broadcast trio in MLB history. He, of course, joins, uh, you know, uh, again with Ron Darling and Gary Cohen, the GKR. So uh, we will have uh, Keith Hernandez back. Carlos Beltran is heading back to the Mets as a member of the team's front office. Beltran and the Mets have agreed that he will work as an assistant under general manager Billy Epler. Uh, quite a, a move as he was working for the Yankees uh, um, last season, Carlos Beltran, but the Mets uh, brought him back. As you remember, they had that little fiasco a few years back when he was hired as manager and then stuff came up about Houston. They let him go. But now they are bringing him back into the fold as a special assistant to the general manager. Uh, so uh, welcome back, Carlos Beltran. And this could be just the beginning of something, uh, you know, a little different maybe. Maybe uh, they're looking, uh, you know, we could be Buck Showalter's uh, successor somewhere down the road for all we know. Um, gone, though, from uh, the... Mets organization is longtime executive Brian Alderson, who is no longer assistant general manager and is leaving the organization. The news comes after uh, Epler recently added Carlos Beltran as a special assistant, and uh, this should be the first move in what will be several hires of people with field experience. So the Mets are trying to get some that field experience in their front office as well as the front office guys. Um, Mets will have 15 players joining the World Baseball Classic, and uh, Team USA will have four of the Mets, and then they'll be split up among other teams. Lindor uh, is playing for Puerto Rico. 
I don't know uh, how some of the other guys are going about it, but uh, 15 guys. Mets are going to have a lot of guys out of spring training and away, but they'll be playing baseball, so who knows, you know. Uh, kind of undecided about this whole World Baseball Classic. It, it, it's pretty cool, but, you know, 15 guys out. That's a lot of guys out. Um and be missing time with the team. But we'll see how it all works out. Uh, outfield, the Khalil Lee has been designated for excitement. I think we believe we told you that last week. Well, he passed waivers. He has been, um, he remains with the Mets. They outrighted his contract to Syracuse. So though he still is in the organization, he's no longer on a 40-man Rasta, that's why they had designated him for assignment. So, uh, you know, we knew it wasn't going to work out with Khalil, but he's still here, so uh, we'll see what happens down the road. He better play well this year, though, with this hanging over him. All right, let's take a break and come back with my special guest right after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball, and if you like... Right after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball, and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now, don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a Ph.D. in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. Hello, baseball fans. You're listening to Baseball Talk Radio, the home of great baseball talk shows. At BaseballTalkRadio.com, you're going to find great shows like this one with the great Gary Mack and the Mets Musings Podcast. And now back to the show. Joining me this week is the new radio voice of the New York Mets, Mr. Keith Red. Keith, welcome to Mets Musings. Thank you, Gary. Good to see you. Uh, Keith, so... uh, 
Congratulations, by the way, on on this uh, great accomplishment of yours. And uh, I was just wondering, when you got the phone call, what was your reaction? I mean, did you go nuts? Did you go crazy? Uh, you know, it's like getting called to the major leagues, I guess, uh, for uh, an answer. It's, uh, it is the major leagues, and, and you toiled hard for many years in the minors. So uh, what was your reaction when you got the phone call? Yeah, a lot of it was it was a little speechless in the very beginning when the uh, Chris Olivero, who's the head of Odyssey, gave me the call um, because I, I think uh, exactly what you said. It, a lot goes into getting there. It's not just um, hey, you applied for a job and they said okay. You know, there's a lot of blood, toil, sweat, and tears to get there. <laughs> uh, so uh, getting the call that hey, your dream is coming true, you have to freeze for a second and, and let it all sink in. Yeah, and I imagine it was uh, uh, not a shock because you had been one of the top contenders being in the Cyclone system and in a Mets system, so you had a feeling for the game uh, and for the players, and uh, you were with the Cyclones for five years. But before that, you, you kind of took a step back with to come to the Cyclones. You were doing double-A ball, and uh, explain that to us. Sure. So when you jump into it, you kind of have to learn which pathway is yours. And it's not always the same for everybody. You look at Gary Cohen, you look at Howie Rose, they got to the major leagues two different ways. So when I first started, I think the the guidance I received was, you know, try to jump up the ladder like the players do. Uh, a, high A, double A, triple A. And once I got to double A in Frisco, which is the Texas Rangers organization, amazing place. It's Disney World down there. I love my time. But uh, by that time, I had done a couple of years. And I had kind of seen the writing on the wall of how I'd like to carve my own path. And it was right there where I decided, I think market is big because Frisco is right outside of the Dallas market. You have the Texas Rangers there. And there was a very good relationship between the Rangers and the Rough Riders. And my dream was always coming back to New York. So that was uh, the, the move back to Brooklyn, taking it down a level as far as the level of play with short season, which is below a ball. Uh, it was certainly turned a few heads, but this right now, talking to you, Gary, about how we made it to the major leagues is kind of what I had in my head. I didn't know it would actually come true. <laughs> and it all worked out in the end. And, uh, of course, you even it even worked out in Brooklyn because you got a nice uh, championship out of it in 2019 when the uh, Cyclones won the I guess it's going to be the last uh, New York Penn League uh, championship. That must have been an exciting time. Oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah, 2019, the last, uh, we didn't know it at the time, but the last New York Penn League championship. Of course, yeah. we, once that happened, the pandemic happened. Once that pandemic started, it was right around the time that they reclassified the minor leagues and we got the bump up, quote unquote, to right. advanced A, high A. So, yeah, we were the last ever New York Penn League champions. Pretty funny. <laughs> And, and now, of course, you're moving on, and you're going to be working with one of the all-time greats, a Hall of Famer, uh, Howie Rose, who I, I guess, uh, well, I, I've got a couple years on Howie, so but we, we are contemporaries. And uh, I was thinking about this the other day. It's it's funny because, you know, when Howie tells his stories about uh, going as a kid to Shea Stadium and everything and, and uh, walking around and everything, I, I might have walked by him a dozen times and nobody knew. And same thing with Gary Cohen. But uh, uh Anyway, you're going to be working with the great Howie Cohen, uh, Howie Rose, 
and uh, uh, how are you going to approach this? Just going to try to uh, soak it all in like a sponge or uh, uh, what? Yeah, I mean, so part of the process was, of course, uh, talking to Howie and, and getting his his vibe and hoping that you you mesh because certainly they were looking for a new voice, but it's not just a new voice. You need a, It's kind of a new marriage, if you will. You need to be able to yeah, yeah. Uh, live with this person on the air for three hours a night and be able to compliment, compliment him. So I think that that's one of the things that he instilled in me as far as the confidence of he's got the history and the the love of the fan base down pat. He lived through literally the beginning of the New York Mets. I was born in 1993. I didn't quite have the same pathway. <laughs> so, uh, but but being able to bounce uh, funny ideas off of him and just have a good time and be the the young and the old uh, guys on the air, I think that'll be um, hopefully a great a great package of entertainment for the Mets fans that'll be tuning in. But he's he's a uh, I will be a sponge is is what I've said about it because. <laughs> He is a Hall of Famer. Whatever he's done has yeah. worked. So oh. why not try to do the same thing? <laughs> and I'm sure have you had conversations with him uh, so far about uh, uh, how you're going to split the time or anything along that line? Yeah, so it's it's still his show. Uh, he's He's got six of the nine innings of play-by-play on the radio. I'll jump in just like Wayne Randazzo did with innings three, four, and seven of my own play-by-play. So when mm-hmm. it's uh, it's his innings, you know, I'll be there for some analysis and adding some extra layers of, of commentary where uh, play-by-play only goes so far. Your brain only can watch so much. So I'll hope to fill in the gaps yeah. with that. <laughs> Keep the ten uh, nothing games exciting too with him, and then when he takes uh, when he takes some games off, Pat McCarthy and I will uh, kind of do the same thing where I'll do the six and Pat will do the three when we um, go to California and places like that. So mm-hmm. it's exciting. Yeah, how we will will be on a limited uh, travel schedule, and then that's kind of good though because it kind of breaks you in and, and uh, without. Uh, you know, getting everything thrown at you right away. Now, how how are you going to work with uh, spring training now? How do you prepare for that? Uh, being that uh, half the, a good part of the team is going to leave <laughs> before, you know, the games start really getting played down there. So uh, how does that affect your preparation for the season? Yeah, so spring training is a different beast. I'm I'm told by some of the the elder broadcasters, not just not just the guys with the Mets, but from from my knowledge of some broadcasters in the big leagues, that spring training is you know flip flops and sunglasses, and it's not too serious. So uh, let's all take a take a chill pill and relax. But as far as what I can bring to the table during spring training, especially with the World Baseball Classic, as you mentioned, a lot of you know. 40-man guys will be will be playing elsewhere, is that I know the minor leagues for the Mets. I know from the ground up a pretty good chunk of names that'll step into the box and get some big at-bats in spring training. So I'm very excited for that, uh, not just for myself, that, hey, I, I've heard of I've heard of you kind of thing, even though maybe those have not heard of you yet. But um, it's, for them, it's exciting. And for the guys that I know that I built relationships with, it, it'll be really exciting for them to get an opportunity. And that makes it interesting, not just for – the guy at a ball who's still not ready yet, but they give him a shot. But a lot of the guys that are potentially going to make the team that in years past may not have had as many opportunities, you know, with, with a lot of Mets guys gone, they'll have big time opportunities to make a splash in front of Buck and Billy. And, and yeah, exactly. And, and that'll help the careers down the line. Even if they don't make the team this year, uh, it'll might 
as you say, wake them up and, and say, Hey, we got to watch this guy as he goes through. Uh, of course you've, uh, working for the Cyclones, you've seen some of the guys that, uh, are, are in the ball team or about to make the ball team. Of course you missed Alfonso, I think, uh, Alonzo, right. Uh, you came after him, uh, but you saw Brett Batty down there and, uh, Francisco Alvarez and, and, uh, name some other guys that you might've said Maurizio, is he still there? When was he there? Yeah, so in, in yeah. 2020, 2021 was the first year that the Cyclones went to high A, and for, for fans, that is mm-hmm. that is really close. I mean, that's I consider it it's the, the easiest way to explain it. It's the levels now, the minors. We were the sophomore year of, of high school. If graduation is making yeah. the majors, we're year two kind of thing, sophomore year. So our lineup that year in 21 was Brett Beatty, Ronnie Mauricio, and Francisco Alvarez hitting three, four, five most nights, which is the future of the New York Mets. So mm-hmm. I know I know Brett, I know Francisco. Ronnie's really close. He just destroyed winter ball uh, this past offseason, so he's going to be coming in with a vengeance this year. But as far as the guys that are there already that were before Brett and Francisco, like Tyler McGill uh, was my first season, 2018. Tyler mm-hmm. just jumped into the rotation the last year or two. I know he was hurt last year, but he's a name that, that's been up there. But I, I, I just missed Pete Alonzo. Michael Conforto was way back in 2014. Mm-hmm. I missed Nimmo, but this new wave, I think it's a, it's helpful for me to to know some of the names that we're not talking about right now that will be there in two, three, four years from now. And it should be a nice match because you can help Cowie with that as uh, he helps you with the with anything else you may need. So uh, I think it'll be a great combination and uh, a lot of big shoes to fill. Uh, walking into that booth, I mean, going back, uh, you know, I go all the way back to the polo ground, so I remember the original <laughs> guys, uh, Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson, of course, Ralph Kina, uh, you know, and, and of course, uh, Howie Rose. Uh, but uh, Howie is your connection back to, I mean, he worked with Bob Murphy and Gary Cohen worked with Bob Murphy, so they, they're all kind of interconnected there and uh, – I think you're going to have a good support team around you. <laughs> so Wayne Randazzo has been really helpful with me too. just uh, giving me a call right before, um, I guess the season. And just after I got the job to say, Hey, you've got a great bevy of people. If you, if you feel like sort of the, the fundamentals of play by play, if you feel like, how do I approach this or how do I do that? He said, you've got Howie and you've got Gary Cohen who are legends that can listen to, an inning and give you feedback or listen to a game and give you feedback. Uh, it'll be real time live feedback with Howie. That's for sure. <laughs> Which I'm excited <laughs> for, but those guys learned from uh, the generation before them. And and I hope to just, I mean, listen, I, I like to do a game first before I start thinking, Hey, I could be part of this illustrious company. Uh, let me just oh, get a game well. in first, but yeah, it's hard <laughs> not to think about it, Gary. It really is. Um, but, but I, I, that's why I walk into this with, uh, a super respect for what the booth has meant for Mets fans and the standard that has been set by these guys. Um, I'm honored to be a part of it, but, but uh, I've got a lot of work to do before I can really be a part of it. Right. Well, you know, you have to walk in with the idea that, Hey, that little bit of humility on the side too to realize that i don't know everything and boy do i have an opportunity here to, with these guys especially 
uh, Howie Rose and a Gary Cohen around to pick their brains and to learn. And, you know, and, and I always say it's, it's great to learn the history of the team that you uh, root for. Uh, I know you're a Long Island guy and a Met fan. I, I live on Long Island too. Uh, so uh, when will you be heading down to spring training? Uh, so I'll go down the 22nd, our first game. We just announced the schedule the other day. WCBS 880 will be on mostly Saturday and Sunday broadcasts in the spring. So I'll be down there the first week uh, for a couple extra days, and then it's going to be a lot of in-Friday, out-Monday stuff, just getting ready um, to do the Saturday-Sunday broadcast to get my feet wet with Howie and and with Pat and to just soak in the sun. I mean, to, in New York this week, it's Gary, and I'm sweating here. It's in the 60s, so I'm hoping to do that a little more often <laughs> yeah. in Florida. Yeah, finally some nice weather. And usually around this time of year, it's crazy because I have a birthday coming up tomorrow, as a matter Okay. Fact. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I can remember as a kid, you know, being snowed out. And as you say, today it's like 60 degrees. So uh, <laughs> I'd rather have this weather than, than when I was a kid yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, getting snowed out of a birthday party. But, um, um, uh, Keith, looking at the team uh, as it's put together so far, What's your thoughts on the on the season? Uh, I know it's hard to you get down there, but just you know uh, what the Mets did in the off season. Uh, we hear now that uh, Jacob Degrom may have some soreness in Texas, so uh, maybe it wasn't such a uh, bad let go, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Mets. Um, what's just your overall feeling quickly on on uh, this Mets team? Yeah, so a, a lot of context with with last year. I think they did a lot better than than Mets fans expected. They held on to first place for a very long time until the the very end. Hard to do. I mean, it, a bummer. You just win one of those games against Atlanta last year, and you avoid San Diego. So certainly a bad taste in your mouth. The Buck Showalter, Joe Musgrove, Pintar on the ear moment, kind of sour uh, at the time. But coming into the, into this year. I mean, you hope that those veterans and the guys who are making the Buco Bucks can use it as a chip on their shoulder to uh, to play even better this year. The rotation is immaculate. You just hope that Max and Justin at, at 40. Listen, I'm 29. I can't say what my body is going to feel like at 40. <laughs> but if they're doing it at 40, let's go. Uh, and then bullpen is, is shirt up. I mean, the, the thing that Mets fans probably know, the nation probably doesn't know, is all of the free agents that were – it was a huge situation to deal with. Who do we resign? Who do we bring back? You almost right. lost half the team into free agency. Mm -hmm. So I think Billy Epler did a great job piecing it back together. Uh, and then the spending in the offseason, uh, I know Steve Cohen, just from the minor league perspective, he wants to be able to build the minor leagues to be a, a feeder system like the Dodgers. He doesn't feel like it's there yet. So that's why he's spending all this money uh, to get superstars. Exactly. So. It's not a long-term you know, play for spending $500 million a year. I don't know, Gary, if you spend $500 million a year. I certainly haven't gotten to that point in my life yet. <laughs> but for, for Steve, who's worth a, a lot of money, uh, you know, this is just for now, I think, is his plan. And then hoping that the minor leagues can help fill in the gaps. But to be honest, I think that they could win the World Series. I think pitching-wise, they'll be fine. But again, you never know with injuries. And uh, 
what kind of offense will they get from Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty as maybe some extras? The lineup is solid. I think it could be a pack of more of a punch if Carlos Correa was part of that lineup. You'd be going, wow, this team is going to be unstoppable. Yeah. And then you go, okay, he's not coming. Who else do we have? And it's a pretty, pretty darn good lineup. So, I mean, think about it. The rotation is pretty much set, pretty rare. Bullpen's good. Lineup is a lot of returners. Guys that won 101 games last year are back. Can't yeah. ask for better than that. No, not at all. And I think I agree. And I think uh, uh, if they need punch, I think you'll see maybe a trade or an acquisition somewhere on the line during the course of the season. But uh, going in, I think, as every Met fan should be, and there's some optimism there because of the 101 games won last year and the way the team performed. And as you said, it all comes down to health. If the pitches and and uh, most of the starters stay healthy, uh, it should be a good year. And what a way for you to start with a 101-win team last year. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll do a great job, and uh, I want to thank you for uh, taking this time today. And uh, we had a little technical difficulties in the beginning, and I do apologize for that. Uh, but uh, I'm glad we could get this in and uh, I hope we can talk to you again. And uh, I'd like to keep in touch during the season and, and have you on again uh, as the season goes along. So Keith, thank you so much. And congratulations once again on your promotion. Thank you so much, Gary. And, and once again, let me be the first to wish you a very happy birthday in 2023. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll be back right after this. Enjoyed that interview with Keith Rad. Uh, took a long time uh, to get him on, but I'm certainly glad uh, that we finally did, and uh, it was well worth the wait. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, again, um, sad news today: Tim McCarver passed away at the age of 81, just coming across the wires as we were recording this interview. So uh, uh, very sad news. So. Uh, rest in peace and our condolences go to his family and friends and that's going to wrap it up for this week's show I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you will subscribe and like the show if you're watching on YouTube hit that subscribe and like button it helps us to, uh, to grow the show and to uh, bring on new listeners and guests and uh, if you're listening to the audio version, also hit the subscribe button so you always know when a new edition of Mets Musings 
will be released. So until next time, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And we'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.